Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper 24 minute recap episode number 35. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's episode, we're going to talk about two games, the Clippers and the Celtics, two of our tier one Dime Dropper teams, and then I'll briefly talk about the Nets and the Raptors. So let's start out with the Clippers playing against the team that is a rival of mine in ways. In ways, just because the, you know, went to school out there. My friends can talk shit to me tonight because they got us fair and square. No Jalen Brown. No Marcus Smart. No Pat Beverly. And the news came out today about Paul George. And very saddening news. Very saddening news. Apparently, he's gone down with, what do they call it, uh, bone? I totally, I totally forgot the name, honestly, already. But, yeah. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks at least. They're saying that Rob Williams and Bonadima, thank you. Uh, bone Edema, Bonadima, however the fuck you pronounce it. And that he may be out for, it could be a couple of months. And it likely will be at least a couple of weeks. So I'm going to be, I mean, this is just tough, you know, to hear. But I'm personally not that sad to hear about it. I mean, of course I am. But the reason why is because I've come to expect this from the Clippers. Everything that can go wrong seems to always go wrong. So as I said last year, I've set my expectations so rock bottom. People are calling me negative in the summer. That's because I'm always knowing, like, Shit, this doesn't mean that we still can't win the championship, but I just think that this is just such a bad blow to our momentum, to Paul's momentum, to Paul's rhythm. Now he may have to gain his confidence back. We don't know how long we're going to go on like this, how many games we could potentially slide. This puts a lot of pressure on Kawhi, and it couldn't come. It's just a terrible, terrible situation. Paul George, and here's the thing, man. like He was having a great season, the best of his career, and it really sucks because... Paul George, he, you know, and this is the thing about the Clippers is I said it. I I don't know if I felt fully comfortable with signing a player that long term for that much money, you know, with that injury history that he's had. I mean, he had a hamstring problem all year last year. He had the shoulder thing the year before. And then obviously a couple years back, he broke his leg. But I just think that we should have made this year more of a tryout year. And instead of uh, we give him the world already. I know we're trying to keep Kawhi, but I honestly think that we'll just do whatever he wants. But let's get into the game. All we can do is look for move forward, and we can't think about the news because it hasn't come out yet, the timetable. So let's talk about the game. We played against the Scum, and I thought that we started out really well. Again, Kawhi was setting the tone, but Luke Kennard was just awesome to start the game. He was hitting threes. He was getting into the lane. And I thought Reggie Jackson in the first half was doing a good job of finding them. He was making solid passes, smart passes. You know, Serge Ibaka was popping out, hitting some threes, hitting some jumpers, protecting the rim as well. That was a 
big plus in the first half. Serge Ibaka was really good protecting the basket. And it was basically just the Tatum show and a little Kemba sprinkled in there. But we had control for the most part. And then the second quarter, I thought Zoo came in, was pretty good. Rim running in the basket. You know, there was one time where Reggie noticed that he had a smaller guy. And I think it was Carson Edwards. And he went to the post, jump hook. But the Celtics man maintained a way to stay in the game. You know, we saw the return of Peyton Pritchard tonight after a long time out. So that was great to see. And I thought he was really solid, especially in the third quarter. And, yeah, as the second quarter progressed, you know, Tatum started to get more into it. I thought Terrence Mann was good, you know, in the first half especially. He even, you know, came off the screen at a Chris Paul-like mid-range. I thought Marcus Morris Sr. was really good. He was hitting shots. And, yeah, overall, I thought that we were good. We were up 11 points at the half. We had control of the game. And exactly the opposite of what has happened this season has been what is what happened in the third quarter. We've gone third quarter Clippers, and this time it was an abysmal third quarter. It was very bad. It was almost as bad as any third quarter we've had this season, maybe like to the war, probably worse than the Warriors one. And it was very stagnant. It was, you know, Kawhi looked like he got a little tired. You know, I don't know why. It's another thing. Kawhi needs to not get so stagnant sometimes. But Reggie Jackson was doing no part in helping him. He went back to his old ways, chucking and just tunnel vision and just throwing up bullshit. And we weren't moving the ball anymore. We weren't actually putting Kennard on the ball anymore. It was a lot of off-ball Kennard, and I didn't really like that. And then as the, you know, they started playing better, Kemba started playing better. Kemba had a really solid game tonight. And I think that... You know, we I said it. Like, it's just going to be a matter of time before Kemba starts working his way back. He's still a very, very good player. Let's not forget, this was the a starter in the East last year. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not mistaken. Whether he was or wasn't, he was the best point guard in the Eastern Conference last year in the regular season. Him or Kyle Lowry, take your pick. He was fantastic. So he's still got some gas in the tank. He's going to come back. Those shots weren't out of the ordinary. Those are Kemba Walker pulling off screens in mid-range and drop coverage. That's not anything new. It was only a matter of time before he started knocking down shots. But I didn't like the way Lou came in in the third quarter. He was poor, slow. Him and Reggie Jackson just late reads, not making the right read, taking a long time to pass the ball. You know, Tatum was starting to cook. And that's the thing. I think if we waited way too long to put Kawhi on Tatum. You know, I, Kawhi this season, I think it has something to do with the fact that Paul George, you know, is injured now because with Paul George, he doesn't have to do as much offensively. So that gives Kawhi the license to be able to guard the best player more. And because he's doing so much for us offensively, that makes him, you know, less inclined to want to guard the best player or exert that much energy. So Batum, man, God bless him. He was pretty solid offensively, but he was getting cooked by Tatum, whether it was pick and roll or one-on-one. You got to give Tatum credit. He was a man and he always is against us. This is like the third time in a row he's completely destroyed us against Boston in Boston last February. Funny enough, almost a year ago. He absolutely destroyed us. And then, you know, Lou did a good job in the fourth quarter. By the way, everything started falling for the Celtics. If you think that Grant well, Grant Williams usually shoots 75% from three, that doesn't happen usually. And he played great defense. He had a very good performance tonight. I've been saying, if you watch this show and listen, you know we've been talking about Grant Williams should get more minutes. I thought the Time Lord was really good again tonight for the Celtics. Ten points. He made a mid-range jumper. That took me by surprise. He's never done that. 
this season. Like, okay, never's a stretch, but very rarely. Carson Edwards, that was probably his best game of the season. 15, 16 points. And you know, for all the shooting the Celtics lack off the bench, I think it's time that Brad start putting him in the lineup with more, for more minutes. Here's the thing. He's the, he's not very small, but he's pretty buff, and he he's hungry for minutes. You know what I mean? He's going to work hard. So, yeah, Seth, uh, Seth, freaking, uh, I'm looking at the chat. Uh, Carson Edwards is really good. I think he should get more minutes. And, you know, Semi Ojale at one point made a contested three. The Celtics got hot. They went up by eight, ten points. We couldn't buy a bucket. And Lou wasn't doing any, any help there. But in the fourth quarter, then Lou started getting going. It started looking more like 2019 Lou in that fourth quarter. Starting to hit shots off the screens. You know, he got some and ones. Got Peyton Pritchard hand-checking him and threw it up. Got the and one. And then... Yeah, he just started getting, you know, started hitting threes. We cut the game down to two. Then Kawhi started getting going. You know, it looked like Kawhi was going to take us home, and it looked like the Celtics were up to their old tricks where they mess up in the fourth quarter and get stagnant, and then Tatum starts turning the ball over. And Tatum was turning the ball over. He had turned the ball over two times. He was fumbling his dribble. And then, in my opinion, this is where we lost the game. I will say Kennard had a stupid foul where he fouled Carson Edwards on a three. We cost us three free throws, but we still took the lead after that. And then we got a steal. Tatum turned the ball over again. And then Batum passed to Kawhi. You know, it looked like he was trying to push it up the floor for a sec. But, you know, natural instinct of Batum is to pass it to our best player. And Kawhi looked like he was trying to push the pace into, like, a crowd. There was no Clipper player in front of him. And with, like, a minute left when we had the lead. And I thought that was just really poor. And we... We bit the bullet with that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we we paid the price. Kemba Walker, cardiac. You know one thing about Kemba. He gets better as the game progresses. In the fourth quarter, if you go back to the bubble, even though he was missing a lot of shots, in the fourth quarter, you would hit shots, especially against Toronto in that series. And Ka- Kawhi messed up. I was like, all right, we're getting the ball back. And, guys, what did I say about Kawhi Leonard? in the last couple of streams, how I've been having doubts about him closing games, how it seems like he gets fatigued as the game goes on, and he hasn't closed out a game for us besides game six against Dallas uh, until since the since the first half of last season. What about the Celtics game last February? That, you know, I, I remembered this. What about the Rockets game against, uh, yeah, again, when Westbrook went off in January? You know, what about, to an extent, game four of the, first round against Dallas and then you go to the game against Phoenix in the bubble and then you can go to Golden State this year and then you can go to the game six fourth quarter against Denver and then game seven so I'm not saying Kawhi is not a closer we've seen him close for San Antonio we've seen him close for the Clippers at times he closed out for the first round for us and we definitely saw him close for Toronto so my thing is this he I just I'm losing I'm losing a little bit of faith in him down the stretch of games. He he hasn't closed out a game for us in a minute. You know, those two bricks, Marcus Morris was wide open. Wide open. And here's the thing. You know, I let's not get crazy though saying Kawhi is not a closer. I'm just saying I have doubts and it's starting to worry me because we need him to be the guy that gets us over the hump. And for whatever reason, he looks like he slows down at the end and gets a little fatigued. And plus he wasn't even guarding the best player tonight. So that concerned me. Uh, you got to give some credit to the Celtics for their late-game foul shots and great defense. Grant Williams, Semi Ojale had some great contests down the stretch. 
But I thought that Kawhi got a little... Like, he was making shots, and then the last couple of shots he bricked. But more importantly, the turnover was the bad, worst part. You know, people miss shots. You know, Kawhi missed shots, that's fine. But that turnover was bad. However, I'm just, I'm just saying it because it's a repeat instance with Kawhi that I warned you guys about. You think I like this? You think I, I want to say this about Kawhi? I'm just telling you what I see with my own eyes. I have no bias towards any players, bro. Kawhi and Nick Batum, like, just because he's better don't mean I like him more. What the fuck? Like, once again, we choked in the second round last year. I need a little bit of more. But this is such a tough time for us, you know, without Kawhi. I mean, without Paul George. It's really a dangerous territory for the Clippers, man. And I don't know what else to say, but... I don't know what else to say, but... It's going to be tough. you got to give the Celtics a lot of credit. Let's read the lines. Tristan Thompson, I thought, was a really solid grit guy tonight. 11.7 boards, 3 assists, 4 of 6 from the field. Grant Williams, 11 points, 3 of 6, 3 of 4 from the field. Jason Tatum, he was the player of the game for me. 34 points, 7 boards, 4 steals, 12 of 27, 5 of 10 from 3, and 5 of 6 from the line. Kemba Walker, 24 points. Um... 9 of 19 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3. And then Rob Williams, 10 points, 5 of 8. Carson Edwards, 16 points, 5 of 8. Peyton Pritchard, 8 points, 3 of 4. The Clippers, Nick Batum, 16.7 boards. Really solid offensively, 6 of 11, 4 of 7 from 3. Kawhi, 28 points, 11 boards, 5 assists. 8 of 19 from the field, but 0 of 5 from 3, which makes it even worse that he was 0 of 4 from 3 and still took that shot when Morris was open. So I don't like that at all. Which, if you take those away, that means he was 8 of 14 from 2. So, yeah, I don't know why he took that shot. 12 of 14 from the foul line. He hasn't been missing free throws, really. So you give us one of those, that could have made a little difference. 11 rebounds, 5 assists. Serge Ibaka in the second half didn't really do much for me. Reggie Jackson was just poor. He's returned back to earth. Still, I still would like to trade him straight up. Luke Kennard thought he was good. I thought we should have involved him more in the second half. 13 points, 5 of 9, 3 of 5 from 3. Mook, 13 points, 5 of 11, 3 of 5 from 3. Zoo, 14 and 6, 7 of 7 from the field. Lou Williams at 18 points, 6 assists, 6 of 10. But ultimately, just not making the big plays when they counted. On to the next one, Clipper Nation. It's going to be a tough road from here on out, but it's nothing we're not used to. We're the Clippers, not the Lakers. So, you know, you got to expect the worst. This is the... This is the... Um, this is the life of being a Clipper fan. And by the way, just a shout out to someone in the chat. I've never seen you before. You have a Stan account. Don't come at me about my own players, okay? Let's be let's be clear real quick. Don't come at me about my own players. I don't give a fuck about any of these individuals. I care about the name on the front, not the back. That's not for like you, okay? So let me just say that. Anyway, and don't call yourselves we. You weren't here when we didn't have Kawhi Leonard. Don't ever call yourselves we. You haven't put up with the misery that we've put up. Don't ever, okay? No Kawhi fans, no Paul George fans. Don't ever. You're disrespecting us. Okay, your stand boys. Anyway, let me finish off with the Raptors and the Nets. The 
Nets, this was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't even know if I want to talk basketball with this game. I want to just let you guys know the same old story happened where the Nets went switch everything, but the Raptors were getting by these guys, and they were getting everything at the rim. The amount of points in the paint they scored, they were literally feasting. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was the same old story we've seen from them. 64 points in the paint for the Toronto Raptors. They shot 50% and 40 from three. Everybody ate. I thought Kyle Lowry did a really good job. He got in the paint. 30 points. From Kyle Lowry, 12 of 18, 6 of 9 from 3. I thought Kyrie Irving was just weird. I mean, 0 of 4 from 3. Didn't really look very aggressive. He was really quiet. James Harden was doing a good job getting downhill. They were packing the paint, forcing other guys to shoot. For example, Landry Shamit had 9 threes. TLC had 4 threes. Jeff Green had 8 threes. You know, Jeff Green only made 3. TLC only made three. Shamit made four. That was pretty good. But I think that was the plan to get the ball out of their hands. But what was interesting was that KD started off not in the game. So that that was, yeah, that was the deal. He wasn't in the game. They said that he wasn't allowed to play. And then he comes back in the middle of the game. I've never seen anything like this. He comes into the game in the middle of the game. I was like, what? What is this? Like, hey, it's like, you know, you're playing at the rec center and it's like, oh, I'll be, I'll email the coach. I'll be 15 minutes late to the game. My son will come in and you just put him in the game. That's what it looked like to me. So, yeah, I have no idea what was up with that. And then order started getting restored. That's the funny part. The Nets looked confused without Durant. They looked like they had no idea what they were doing. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and then, uh, Order was being restored with Durant. And then all of a sudden, he had to leave the game. That was so weird. And then Toronto just took advantage and won the game. I've never seen anything like it. The NBA needs to get their act together. I don't know what the hell I was watching. And I don't know what... If someone's positive now, if KD's positive, this is just a circus. This is completely a circus. So... Yeah. Let's, um... Let's move on from that. Good win for Toronto, though. They're starting to slowly get back to form. But nobody on the on the Nets even scored 20 points. It was a very balanced effort, but you got to give the Raptors credit. They accomplished their game plan. I think it was just a weird game with weird energy. The Nets moved to 14 and 10, the Raptors to 10 and 12. That's it for tonight, guys. Peace out. Good shit, Celtics fans. You got the dub. Later.